Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. Welcome to another episode of the One Hot Thing podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guests. They're going to jump on in just a couple of minutes and reveal their one hot thing. Rob and Kennedy are the most unlikely entrepreneurs you'll ever meet. They sport hairstyles that look like comic book characters and they have backgrounds in psychology, hypnosis and showbiz. So it may be hard to believe that they're serial entrepreneurs with an uncanny knack for building businesses with riotous email marketing, but that's exactly what they do. Just before I introduce you to them, just want to say again, thanks so much for the the great reviews that you've been leaving for the show. Very, very grateful for that. Do subscribe if you're enjoying the episodes. Also, for those of you who are considering outsourcing some area of your business, perhaps outsourcing some of the content or the content processes that you have in place, whether you have a podcast, whether you blog or whether you are creating video content, I've recently put together a free download which takes you through everything that you need to do to get outsource ready. I think a lot of speaker, people that I speak to feel overwhelmed by the process of outsourcing and that in itself is what stops them from actually getting some help and they end up spending all of their work time, all of their free time when they could be with their family, going doing the whole process themselves, putting together all of their content and getting it out there to the general public. So um, hopefully this checklist will help let you know what exactly what you need to do and what you need to have in place to make outsourcing an absolute breeze. You can find out where to get the download if you visit the homepage of my website, hotcontent.co.uk. And I am sharing social media posts with a link to that as well. So if you do happen to see that, do get your copy. As I say, it just gives you some really helpful tips so that you know exactly what to do, what processes to get in place, so that when you decide that it's the right time to outsource you know exactly what you're doing and it's going to be a really easy process and you can start getting some of your time back so without any further ado let's jump in to today's show and introduce you to Rob and Kennedy so Rob and Kennedy welcome to the podcast hello hello how nice to be here how comfortable is this chair in this Uh, all is is rosy they're stood up they're stood up (laughs) (laughs) fantastic well i'm very very excited to have you here and especially to be talking about what we are going to talk about today would you like to introduce everyone to your one hot thing yes we would i'd like to introduce you to my one hot thing right let's be serious because yeah. podcasts, podcasts are serious uh, this marketing is very serious well we actually this is really convenient because we were just chatting before we started recording and we were talking about the fact that you'd love to be able to like run a little survey or something to your audience and find out specifically what it is that they want so that you can always make sure you're making the right content for them. Mm. And we've actually seen loads of marketers do this for generations. But the problem is most of them have a problem with it. It's a big mm. problem. The problem is you run a survey and you say, hello, these are the three things that I tend to talk about. I talk about thing one, thing two, and thing C. And, <laughs> and, and then... You ask them which of those three things they'd really like some help with. And some people say, I'd like some help with thing one. Some people say they'd like some help with thing two. And some people say, I'd like 
help a thing see and you now know further forward you now know further forward because if you make the solution to one of those things you not only upset the, the, two, the two-thirds of the people who didn't want that thing but you upset them right after you've just said what would you like so for example it's a bit like going on a lovely first date with somebody beautiful and handsome and saying hello what would you like to drink a vodka and coke great here's a bacardi breezer yeah which is never a good start of any relationship. What's your favourite flower? A rose. Don't worry. Here's a daffodil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the that's the major problem, and the reason that tends to happen is in general because it's very difficult when you're running a survey or any kind of quiz or something like that to individually identify the people who've completed that survey. Usually, we look at surveys in what we think is the wrong way, which is as big blocks, big baskets of data, where we just look at, look at them anonymously mm-hmm. in a pie chart as groups of numbers of like 80 people wanted this and 2,000 people wanted that and 12 mm-hmm. people wanted the other thing. The thing is, you don't know who those people are, so you can't put those off as the right people. So in a long way, that is our one hot thing. Fantastic. So I have actually been in that very situation myself mm-hmm. where I have, you know, put questions out and Exactly that. 20% this, 20% that, 20%, 10%. And where do you go with that? So, so what well, is... You actually, it was actually pointless running the survey because you yeah, gave exactly. them the five options to pick from and somebody just picked one of each. And what's really interesting that people do as well is they, they, they often make open-ended questions saying, hello, what do you really want help with? Let's say right now you're a, a search engine optimization coach. Woo, sexy, right? Mm. So imagine that's what you do. And you say, hello, what would you like some help with? And you put a little text field and people can type in. They go, I really need help with growing my Facebook audience guess what? You can't help them with that thing. So one of the reasons that people see low completion rates with surveys and quizzes is generally because they're putting open-ended questions in those things, which one, reduce completion rate. And secondly, usually gives you loads of results you can do nothing with and really upsets your audience and you. Mm. So that's the first real big tip that stands out is avoiding those open-ended questions. But here's the thing then, because the other thing we want to avoid is kind of what we touched on before was giving people the answers almost. So I can do talk about A, B or C. How, basically, what, how do you suggest people go about it? So once they've eliminated open-ended questions... So to elim- the really easy way of thinking, just to, to drive this home about eliminating the open-ended questions, we have a phrase that we use, which is get people clicking, not thinking. And that is literally have them click on answers that might be radio buttons or checkboxes or those big colorful buttons or big pictures, like all those things. Have them clicking, not thinking, because that means it's going to take take people seconds to complete a survey mm. rather than take them minutes. And that really is the difference between high completion rate and low completion rate. The second thing is make it less than six questions long. Mm-hmm. third thing is when you're putting together a survey or a quiz you know those questions you have which you haven't marked as required well if you don't need to know the answer take them out because every single additional question reduces your completion rate so okay. there's just some dead quick tips on that i mean here's the thing you know what you can help people with and what you can't help people with mm-hmm. so let's imagine you're a social media person mm-hmm. and you help people with facebook twitter and instagram but for whatever reason you don't work with linkedin 
here's an example. You're blooming great at the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, amazing at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You hate LinkedIn, just don't like it. It's not something you've ever had experience with. You just don't help people with it. And if they want help with that, you're the wrong person to help them. That's totally cool. If you were to run a survey and say, which of these things, what, you know, what, what social media platform are you most interested in? And they say LinkedIn, that's kind of totally useless to you. You can't sell them anything. You can't do anything with it. Mm. If you say, which of these things do you most need the help with? And you give them the three options of Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, mm. they have to pick one of them. They're going to pick the one that's most interesting to them. What it does allow you to do is sort of plant a seed in their mind that actually that's something they like to pursue. Which you want to keep those options small. You don't want them leafing through like thousands of options in a, in a check down box. You want it to be like three, four, five, maybe six options in that. So it's totally okay. We don't want to limit their choices too much, but it's totally, as you said, but it's totally okay to say these are the things I can help you with mm. and therefore this is the topic that I'm serving you on. Whereas if you as a social media consultant sent out a survey and said, what's the biggest challenge in your business right now? And somebody just types into a box, hiring and firing staff. Mm. Well, you absolutely can't help them with that because they're, they're actually just answering you. They're answering your question perfectly. That is their biggest challenge in their business right now. What you're, what you're actually trying to find out is of all the things I can help you with, which, is, which of these things is the thing that I can help you with right now? So the next piece of the puzzle really is about how do you individually categorize every single individual who completes that survey. So one of the reasons that response suite sort of came around came about was because of this exact problem. Because we realized that if we just know that 40% of this clump of people wanted a certain thing, we can't do anything to serve them particularly. So what we do instead is for every single person, let's say right now that you complete the survey, we now push that information because responsibly links to your email marketing system. So let's say you're using HubSpot or ActiveCampaign or whatever the heck you're using. And it pushes all of that data into your active campaign, for example, and then tags you with each of the individual options, which means that when you complete that survey, I now know that Natalie really, really wants help with her search engine optimization or that Rob really wants help with optimizing his Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So now we know on a granular level what each individual wants. And now, of course, you can also run some charts and stuff to see which priority you might do those in because you can see there's a slight majority of people want help with the Facebook thing. So you might do that one first. But apart from that, you want to serve every single person unless, it's, unless it really isn't high on your priority list. Right. Okay. So what then if we do get in a situation where we've given people three options, three potential topics, areas that we can help people with, and we do get kind of 30%, 30%, 40%. Yeah. What do we do in that situation? Is it like you say, going oh, to the slightly nice. higher? I just say. It was very good. It was very nice. It was, it was very quick, good. Quick didn't, even, didn't even wiggle her fingers. Yes, no, and I'm not generally very good at math, so it's very impressive. Well, well done. It's a special day for you. You should go put the lottery on. Sometimes I ask, ask my seven-year-old to do, you know, sums for me. Like, you did it this morning. What's three six? I think our accountants are quite as qualified as your seven-year-old as well. <laughs> yeah, so what do I do in that situation? Okay, so run surveys in a different way because the, the thing is the way that we've all we thought about surveys forever has usually been about retrospectively reacting to what's happened in the past the problem is unless you find that special car that flashes through time then you can't go back and change that past mm. so instead use surveys quizzes whatever the heck you want to call them 
to power the next stage of your marketing rather than just doing it retrospectively? So, I mean, what most businesses tend to do is they'll do some sort of list building activity. So they get subscribers into their email marketing platform and then they will either do one or both of two things. They'll either just send broadcast emails about whatever's on the front of their mind right now. Mm. So they'll say, oh, well, this week I want to do a special offer on pens, pens, pens. That's what the special offer is this week, special offer on pens. Mm. Uh, And then other people will do uh, obviously targeted follow-up sequences that go out one after the other. So the the first sequence, somebody joins my list today, great. Uh, It's going to sell our SEO services first. It's going to send that for a couple of weeks. And then if people buy that, great. If they don't, well, that's okay. Because after that, I'm now going to sell them Facebook ads for a bit. And we'll spend spend a couple of weeks trying to sell them that. Okay, great. now we'll move on and we'll try and sell them something else and, and so on and so forth. It's now like the chain of consecutive yeah. messages. Right? Now the problem with that is that if somebody comes into your universe today and the thing that they really want to help with is fourth in your chain of things, mm. they might have to wait a month, two months, six months before they even find out that that's a thing, before mm. you run that offer, before you give them all the stuff they need to make the buying decision to do that thing. Mm. They might know you offer it, but you're not actively selling it to them for a really long time. So that's a problem. And by that point, they've probably disengaged. They've probably unsubscribed. Like, for example, me personally, I have a bit of a thing against SEO. I just don't like it. I'm I'm sure it's very valuable. It delivers a great result, but I've never done it in my own business. I just Mm. chose not to. Mm. So that's fine. So I would never pay somebody to do that service for me. But I'm so interested in Facebook ads. I would definitely pay somebody for that. Mm. So what you need to do is to, so I would disengage from somebody who just talks about SEO all the time. In mm. fact, I'd probably unsubscribe from them because I'm not interested in that thing myself personally. Mm. So what we do instead is rather than staggering these sequences so that one goes out for this month and then the next one goes out and the next one goes out and the next one goes out, they sort of stack vertically if you can picture that. So mm. now what happens is somebody comes into your business, you run a quick survey to them, which can all be automated. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm running my annual survey today. It can literally be every single person who comes into your business gets sent a survey within a day of joining. Just to clarify, by every time they come into your business, we're talking about when they join your list, when they purchase a product, when they register for a webinar. We call these significant actions. And this is when somebody actively engages with you in some way. You've got an opportunity at that point to learn something about them, which actually, just as a side, Rob, is really it's a nice way of responding to somebody rather than everyone opts into a list and expects to be sold something straight away because we're all sort of jaded with that. Mm. Imagine instead if you said, hi, thanks for downloading my free thing. I'd like to know a little bit more about you. Hang on, you didn't try to sell me something. Mm. Amazing. And do you want my opinion? Hello. <laughs> if social media has told us, taught us anything over these years, it's, it's that people who shouldn't have opinion about things have opinions about things. <laughs> so people love to share their opinions and you're allowed to do that so you build that bond deeper. I mean everybody in the world's a political advisor right now aren't they like oh everybody knows everything about everything and who should be manager of what football club so uh, what happened a football reference there Robert I did. Did. You be, uh, I'm going to go and have a lie there um, so <laughs> what I think is good is that now what we can do is we can take all that stuff and we can stack it so what happens is we've got our thing that's happening every day and let's imagine that you know Daisy joins our list and Petunia joins our list and they get in there and we send them a quick survey that's who my customers are uh, <laughs> Send them a quick survey. And it Which says, year are you doing this marketing? <laughs> is it right. on the Orient Express? <laughs> <laughs> um, so now what happens? What was I saying? Surveys. So now what happens is you run a quick survey. It's automated. So one of them joins now. One of them joins in an hour's time. They both get the survey shortly after joining. And now what happens is 
one of them says, okay, great. Well, I really want help with my SEO. And what happens is they go straight through the sequence of stuff that sells them SEO. And, and that's, that's, that's all you need to talk about until they've bought that from you. Because it's the thing they've told you they want. Now you just have to put the right marketing material in front of them until they decide that you're the person to do it with them, for them, show them how to do it, whatever your business is. Flip side, when Rob joins the list, he's, he joins and he says, oh, I'm really, my biggest challenge right now is maximize my return on investment for Facebook ads. So he never sees the SEO campaign. He goes straight into a bunch of emails, a bunch of communications, which are all about your program, which is about Facebook ads. So now every single person gets served the stuff they need help with. They don't see irrelevant stuff, which means they don't unsubscribe. They don't disengage. Don't stop. They don't start ignoring your emails, which is the worst and most painful feeling. And also, you make sales faster. So everybody wins in that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's only possible if you individually identify every single person who's going through. And we try not to make it look as linear as that. We try not to no. make it look as person fills out survey and instantly starts receiving emails about the thing that they want. It has mm -hmm. to look natural. It has to look like these were the emails they'd be getting anyway. Yeah, you don't want to call out to them and say, hey, in that survey, you said you want help with SEO. You now give us your money. Yeah. yeah, you can't be doing that. No. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's taking the concept that we've been trying to use service for for decades and making it actually work in the real world without looking overly salesy to the people. So I really like the way you described it as vertical instead mm. of horizontal. Horizontal. Um, yes, because it really helps you kind of visualize it. But here's the thing. So doing it this way, fantastic. You know, your survey is integrated with your email list and we're segmenting and that's all great. But what if you want to use a survey and you don't quite know yet? So just to use a, a really selfish example. So I've, let's do yes. let's a group therapy. Let's yeah. just have a therapy session. So I mentioned before that I'm on a drive at the moment to create a new lead magnet and I want to make sure that it really does solve a problem or address a pain point of my target clients. Yeah. So doing it the, the way we were just talking about, I would really have to have two, three, four ideas already put together of what these lead magnets might be. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But is there a way of doing this where I didn't know and I purely wanted them to give me the suggestions or then are we erring into the territory of open-endedness? So, so you are. You definitely. are. Or mm. what you could do, if you've got like a bunch of, how many lead magnets ideas have you got right now? you know would be useful to the market I've probably, got a, probably got a couple okay um, so let's say it's two or three just for the sake of yeah, fun yeah. okay so if you could come up with three different you've got three different sort of ideas let's just say idea one idea two idea three just for mm -hmm. the sake of simplicity you could send out a survey which says hello i'm currently wondering what your biggest challenge is right now and that's gonna be your first question and it's and you the way you're going to and, and please answer which of these is your, is your biggest challenge right now is basically the question. And you're going to write these questions and all the, these options in the first person for them. I'm really struggling with, and then whatever option one solves. Mm. Option, and then the second option for them to choose from would be, oh, actually, I'm really, I'm really finding it challenging two, and then whatever option two solves, and the same for option three. But then what you can do, so you, you might have the three things that it solves, but then the second question might be a way that you solve it. So, for example, how would you, which of these would be the most valuable for you to receive to solve that problem? Mm -hmm. And it might be um, one I, really, I could really do with a copy and paste swipe file. 
for example, or I could do with a cheat, a cheat sheet and a checklist, or it could be, I could do with a really full in-depth strategy training or, or the different ways. So the first question in that survey is going to be, what do you want help with? Mm-hmm. And the second would be, how would you like some instant quick help with that thing? Mm. The reason to not put open questions in that is because what everybody really wants is for you to solve it for them, mm-hmm. them to sit on their hands and do nothing, which of course is much more challenging for it to do. Whereas if you can keep it within a box, within a funnel that you can actually deliver on, then at least you can satisfy those people. Of course, you want to frame this around, I haven't created this yet. So this is purely research. But what's lovely is because you're individually segmenting those people, once you've created one of those things, you can only go out to those people and fulfill it and say, hi, yeah, three weeks ago, I ran this survey, a majority of people, yourself included, said they really needed help with this thing. As a thank you for filling that survey out, you've already got them on your list, so there's no point asking them to opt in again. Here's that thing. Mm. Whereas you don't have to go to the other two-thirds of the people with that same message. What you might go to them is, you might go to them and give them that as a gift anyway, but frame it differently. Hiya, thanks for filling out that survey a few weeks ago. Um, I know it wasn't your first choice, but, and I'm going to be coming to dealing with, dealing with that and addressing that later. But in the meantime, I have put together this other thing in case you find it useful. You might do that rather than completely ignoring them. So that's, that's one way of doing it. Yeah, and I think what's nice about it is, and, and it's, it's a really controversial thing that we're saying by saying that the, the point of, because in theory, the point of running surveys as it used to be is you can throw out all these open-ended questions, people can tell you whatever's on their mind and then come back to you. Yeah. But as kind of going back to what we said before, your, what you know better than anyone else is what you can help somebody with. Yeah. And so it's in their best interest and your best interest to make sure that the survey is framed from a perspective, all the things you can help them with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. truthfully, if they look at that and they go, well, none of those things have any interest or any use to me at all, they can unsubscribe and go off and be on somebody else's list because you can't help them anyway. You can't help like, them anyway. And the other good thing about having those options is when they choose something which is not the thing you're going to fulfill on, you have got an opportunity to almost like cross-pollinate them to, to what, what that thing is by framing it in the email. So let's say they weren't, op- they weren't interested in option one, but they were, they were interested in option two and three. Mm. Message you sent out to option two and three people could be reframing option one in a way that's more appealing to mm-hmm. option two and three people. So you can really refine the communication. It's really about understanding the communication as much as it is about putting the right offer in front of them. So mm-hmm. for example, some response suite customers have got one product, a single product, mm-hmm. a coaching program or an online video training series, rather than saying, Hey, what do you need help with this problem, this problem or this problem? They ask the, the question about problems, but rather than offering three different solutions at the end of it, they offer the same one solution, but from a different angle. Yeah. So now, so so now, what you've got is because if you look at the old classic business studies one hundred and one stuff we all did at school about the 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 tri the business the marketing triangle of message, market, media, and then time <laughs> in the middle sometimes. That if you can key in that message, the perfect market every single time. I mean, Dan Kennedy, good old Dan Kennedy, said a really good message to the right market will always outperform the media, always, always, always. So you can do that just by asking each of the individual people, how do you want to hear this message and presenting mm. that right message to the right people every time. Does that make sense? It does. And do you know the, the sort of overarching thing that stands out for me of all of this? Obviously, the, there's nuances to it, but it's really about you putting the effort in isn't it before you press the send on that survey so like it would be like you say it would be lovely to think that we could all like just 
put a load of open-ended questions and pick the brains and get all the ideas from the people that were sending the survey results. But the reality is that people are busy with compete, you know, competing for their time. And so I think what's what's standing out for me is that it's really important to put the all that effort in beforehand to really think about, yes, what you can actually help with and to try and build this framework that they've got kind of a bit of freedom within. But it's yeah, it's, and it gets you out of that pain of having just a mound of data that you yeah. have to go through and try and analyze. And the truth is, for example, you asked us, what's your one hot thing? And basically yeah. we answered the question. But the way that we answered that, if, we'd answered, if you'd given this as a survey and we'd answered that as a survey question, uh-huh. our way of describing it is, you know, as, as brief as we try to make it, it's quite long and drawn out, truthfully. Whereas if you'd just given it as, as, as an option, as in uh-huh. uh, I, you know, help people do segmented email marketing, yeah. We'd have picked that and we'd know exactly that, that was what we meant. So I think if you just give somebody a big box and say, right, pop, pop, you know, whatever you want in here, now what happens is they can just ream off reams and reams and reams of stuff that is just totally unmanageable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you talked about putting the effort in before you hit send on the survey. What's really interesting is one of the hardest things to do, as Rob said, is to analyze that data. That takes loads of time. If Uh you just put a bit more effort into, and I'm talking about these surveys should take you less than 20 minutes to put together. They need to be short. Like anything more than six questions, your results are going to drop off. Your your, your completion rate is going to drop off. So less than six questions. Think about, you know your business really, really well. You know what products you offer. You know what problems you solve. So when you send that survey out, if you've put that thought in at that point and maybe given it 20 minutes of thought, it means when you collect the data, analyzing that data is so much easier and going to take way less time mm. because of the thought you put in the front. So you might ju- there might be more effort on the front end, but you actually just move the effort from the back end to the front oh, end. I like sense. it. Yeah, I like that very much. Kind of to wrap up and without veering too much off topic, but it would seem a waste not to ask you this when we've got you on the, on the show. But I, again, I mentioned before that clients of mine have tried putting out surveys and their response rates have just been so, so low. Mm-hmm. Um, have you got any sort of quick tips for getting better response rates? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So a couple of little things that we found that you can do that really increase rates are, again, keep it down to less than six questions. That's key. Three or four is ideal. Put a progress bar on the top so people can see how far mm-hmm. through the survey they are. Make sure that you use some sort of conditional logic to like skip questions that aren't relevant anymore. So a lot of the time, surveys are quite linear and they'll ask questions that are no longer relevant. And if somebody sees something that's not relevant to them, they disengage with the survey. As you can probably tell, we're all about relevance in message. So Mm. you want to survey so you can send more relevant messages. Make sure your survey also has relevant questions. If you can, if you're sending this out to your existing audience, in other words, somebody who's already on your list or already in your world, you can actually set it up so that you can pass their their like email address through secretly in the background so there's not a enter your email address here field which again ah. is a, an extra little bonus so you can send it to them by email and secretly pass the i'll not explain how but secretly pass this thing through and a uh, function of service and then it allows some service and then it allows them to, to you you know who they are their email is just being passed through as an answer it's just not visible mm. uh, so that's another one that really helps um yeah, that's really, and, yeah, and clicking, not thinking, you know, have make multiple choice and single choice and people clicking things rather than having to sort of time. That's sort of a potted answer for you, I suppose. Oh, I love it. And surprise question at the end of all these podcast interviews. What are you both having for your tea tonight? We are in the office being interviewed on podcasts all night. So we what? will be having some kind of takeaway. Yeah, we're here till 10.30. This is just <laughs> continuing to continue this rumor that we could be a couple. 
Yeah, so uh, yeah, we are going to be eating tonight together tonight. We? we are going to be eating together tonight. We're probably going to go to the chip shop or something. I think it'll be the chip shop. I think it'll be the chip, chip shop. shop. Fish and chips or sausage and chips? Yeah, you're, you're, you're really into sausage, yeah. <laughs> Battered, battered sausage, or yeah, battered. I would never go to a, I would never go to a chippy and have a sausage that's not battered. No, what would be the point? Been around the block a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, gravy yeah. peas. No, neither. Um, you like curry I, I sauce? I like curry though. sauce. Is that a thing everybody else has? I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's popular. Run a survey and find out. It's run a survey and find out. Before before you um, before you um, kick us off here, because I know we're having mm. too much fun. Um, <laughs> we've got a little confession to make. Go go for it. Haven't we, Rob? Yes, we have. So when we started this, just like minutes before we jumped on the call, we said, oh, actually, let's have a bit of fun. So what we decided to do was we decided to take this episode and we decided to litter it with a theme. Nothing to do with surveys or, uh, or marketing or S- any of the stuff we've talked about. Not, nothing to do with SEO or any of that no, stuff. Just a so random theme. Litter it with a theme. So for, for example, example, if the theme was farmyard animals, uh-huh. which it wasn't, I might have said, oh, can't wait for me dinner tonight. I'm going to really pig out. On that chip shop. On that chip shop. Question. Or I might have said, move out the way, Rob. Now, they weren't that obvious, and it was nothing to do with farmyard animals or any of those things. Now, we don't need you to guess now. We want the listeners to listen oh, back to the episode amazing. if they missed it. That's and amazing. tweet us at Response Suite if you think you've worked out what the theme might be. And we'll send you a big box of the prize in it. We'll not tell you what the prize is yet. Because we don't know. We haven't made it up yet. What a good idea. I'm going to be... Uh... <laughs> Rocky. If you haven't figured it out yet, you can always listen back. And yes, uh, one, you'll try and guess it. And secondly, the listener ratings for this episode will be fabulous. <laughs> Fantastic. We're not as thick as we look. Such a good idea. Would you wrap up by telling people where they can um, connect with you? Yes, if you want to read more stuff about all this segmentation stuff, email marketing and that kind of thing, you can find our blog at blog.responsesuite.com. You can find us on all the social channels at Response Suite. If you'd like to find out more about Response Suite, um, we've got some very special goodies for you actually, Rob. Yeah, we we have. We'd love to give you a 14-day free trial. So if you like all this survey stuff and you've been looking at running surveys before or you want to run a survey... And you want to use the best survey resource on the planet Mm -hmm. in this room. And what you can do is you can get a 14-day free trial, but don't go to responsesuite.com and get it there because we like to give you some extra stuff for free. One of them is a four-part video course that we put together called the Survey Marketing Masterclass. It teaches eight individual campaigns in full detail on how to use surveys in the way that we've been talking about, depending on what it is that you sell. Uh, and you'll really like those. We used to sell it for $497. It's not on sale at any price right now, uh, but we'll include that for free with your 14-day free trial. If you go through the link, I'll give you in a minute. And we'll also include a one-to-one onboarding session with either Rob or myself to get you going. So we'll help you set up your survey, set up your campaigns and your email marketing system because we're very familiar with many of them. So we'll do that one-to-one with you and get you all set up and going so that the idea is that before your 14 day free trials even over before you even send us any money you'll be you'll be going and you'll be seeing results already so if you want that you got to go to this really special link we've put together yeah it's a response suite deal.com forward slash hot content so obviously suite is s-u-i-t-e so it's response suite deal.com forward slash hot content and that's where you can get all of that that is such a good deal. Such a good deal. Hope everyone goes to check that out. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I really hope you enjoy your battered sausage. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. 
Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.